Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who is eager to forgive and who loves us beyond our days. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. May the Lord be with you. Let us pray. God of love, you know our families and our you know our frailties and our failings. Give us your grace to overcome them. Keep us from those things that harm us and guide us in the way of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. My name is Brad Perkins. Uh, among other things, I am the spouse of Pastor Karen Perkins. I wear many hats. Uh, I am the Interim Development Director for Perseverance Theater. We have a show starting where the summit meets the stars on October 7th. Um, PTAlaska.org if you want to come to that. Also, I um, do many things at the church, um, including um, I work at the uh, our food pantry, but I also um, uh, run the, um, I'm the manager uh, with Pastor Karen of the our warming shelter. And that's germane to what we're going to talk about today. So now it's time for our children's message. So in the reading, um, the um, gospel reading for today, which you'll hear in a minute, talks about um, a rich man um, uh, in a house and uh, Lazarus, who's out in front of the house, who's um, in need of food and drink. Um, and eventually, they both pass away. Um, and while uh, Lazarus goes up to heaven, um, the rich man doesn't go to heaven and he goes somewhere else. And he um, asks the Lord, um, you know, for uh, one help in first for himself, and does not get relief for that. Then he asks eventually for at least can his relatives be warned. And the Lord is not sympathetic to either of those things. And I want, you know, uh, as children in school, I want you to think about when you see people that you see need help. And uh, the Lord talks to the rich man about, you know, you have plenty of warning. You had, you saw signs, you were warned about were there, and I want, I want as children to think about, you know, when you see other school children like that need help, or you see those on the street that often adults walk past and they go, oh, you know, you want to stay away from those who need help, that need food, or, you know, other children in school that you see getting school lunches these days, which are no longer free, um, or other people that need help, to think about, you know, the fact that, not asking you especially, because often as children, you can't do that, but think about, you know, there are people in the world that need help, and even though you may have uh, all you can eat or all you can drink, or maybe you're some of those that don't have all that, think about, you know, the fact that simply because you have a lot and others don't, you know, talk to your parents and talk to others about how you could be helping those around you, because it is... Jesus did teach we need to help those in need, and I think that's very important that we learn by looking at those around us and how we can do that. So let us pray. Dear Lord, please help with find within ourselves and within those around us a will to work and help those who are in need in our, in our community and among our friends and in our schools a way to help those in need that we may help ourselves. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Jesus tells a parable in which the poor one is lifted up and the rich one is sent away empty. Jesus makes it clear that this ethic of merciful reversal is not new, but is as old as Moses and the prophets. The Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip a tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. You may be seated. Let's start by remembering that this is a parable. A parable, which is a, a tool, a story, a teaching tool that Jesus used. Jesus would tell these stories to make a point. They are not stories of things that actually happen. And we are not supposed to read something into every single angle of a parable. Parables usually have one point maximum two. And the rest are kind of details that support that, that teaching moment. I mention that because it's really easy as Christians, to, and especially Lutheran Christians, to get wrapped up in this. There's a great chasm, and no one can pass from here to there, and, and some kind of concept of once people are where they deserve to be, they can't move. And that's not what we teach. First of all, we teach that we all get more than we deserve that any sense of deserving is far surpassed, just blown away by God's generous grace. And that, that this idea of fixedness um, of the lost 
is, is really for, for God to manage uh, rather than for us to speculate about. So I, 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 I make that point so that we, we just don't get distracted by the, the sorting who's, who's going to be fixed and stuck in Hades, which, by the way, Hades is also not the same thing as the medieval Christian hell. Uh, that's a fun Bible study, by the way, to study all sorts of different visions of what hell is, but that's not what we're doing today. What we are doing is looking at this story that Jesus tells of the wealthy man. And he's, he's, he's feasting sumptuously. And maybe it's a really good day to have the dog here. That the things that are falling to the table doesn't say the dog can eat them, but Lazarus would just love to have have that, and the dog is licking his sores, okay? That tells you sort of how desperately needy he is, right? He needs care, he needs comfort, he needs safety. Something that's important about the story is that Lazarus is at the rich man's gate. At the rich man's gate. So it's drawing our attention to the fact that we put gates, fences, walls in between us and those who are outside. And very often it's so that we can protect what we have inside our gates, inside our walls, inside our doors, right? I mean, we do that with our, the locks on our doors, our security systems, our, uh, our cameras, whatever. We, we do it at the church. We want to protect what's inside. We call it stewardship, taking care of that which God has given us when we are using it as gifts from God that are meant to serve the mission that God calls us to. And it's stewardship. If we're putting our locks and our security systems, our cameras up just so we, that we can pretend, protect what we got from the other people who don't have it and want it and want to take it from us. Uh, that's where we get into this thing that, that Timothy talks about. You know, the love of money is, is it says in this translation, a root of all evil, but the root of all evil. Not money, by the way. Money, just a tool, but the love of money. When we're so wrapped up in protecting what is ours, what it means is we're not paying attention to those from whom we're protecting it. we got to ask ourselves all the time, who am I protecting this from? And is that person a brother or sister in need, is that a person that also is a recipient of God's grace and maybe with whom I'm supposed to share the riches that I have? And riches come in all sorts. I mean, there, there are certainly financial riches, but there are the riches of security. There are the riches of, of healthy relationships. There are the riches of housing. There are the, the riches of good health care. I mean, one of the things about Lazarus is we know he's got no health care, right? So whatever the riches are that we are protecting, 
that we're guarding. We're being called to remember, well, wait a minute. The one that we're guarding it from, the one that we're guarding it from is a beloved child of God. And if we have it, we're called to share it. We're called to share it. And when in the parable, Jesus says, Lazarus goes to be with Abraham, and Abraham points that out to people, or to, to the rich man. You knew this. Moses told you this. The prophets told you this. This is not new. It's not like Jesus is coming up with it. It's not like it's the first, first time anybody's heard it. This is, this is part of our history, part of our story is sharing. And part of the problem is that the rich man, even when he's in Hades and suffering, doesn't get that Lazarus is his brother. He says, first he says, send Lazarus to me. He still thinks Lazarus is his servant, or at least someone who should serve him, right? He still sings, send Lazarus to serve me. Don't say it like that, but that's what he's saying. And after Abraham says no, he says, well, then send him to my brothers. And Abraham doesn't say this, but I want to say, you still don't get it. Lazarus is your brother. He is your brother. And this, this insistence that the wealth that you had the opportunity to enjoy somehow belonged to you and your, your identified siblings exclusively. is a failure to hear the whole message of Moses and the prophets where you're always called to look out for the one who doesn't have, the foreigner, the widow, the orphan. We sometimes can get stuck in a version of that. The version that a lot of us run into, especially those of us who want to be good, is we take a certain amount of our wealth and we give it to charity. Now, the low end of that is we take all our clothes that we don't want anymore and we give it to charity, which is good. I'm not against giving clothes to charity, as long as they're good clothes. But you know what, that's kind of self-serving too. It gets, I get them out of my house. I don't want them anymore. I get them to somebody who, who might want them. It's good, but it's also self-serving. But there are other kinds of charity where we give some to, to whether it be the church or to uh, other charitable organizations. And what we're really doing is buying comfort with our wealth. We're kind of buying ourselves a separation so we don't have to feel guilty about our wealth anymore. Only you can know what motivates you to share. Only you can know how much 
you are called to share, how much you are able to share, how much beyond what is comfortable you are asked to share. Only you can know that, and only you can know what that motivation is. But be careful, because part of the way we go about being the rich man is putting, putting a little bit in this charity and putting a little bit in that charity and then feeling great. What we're called to feel great about is the abundance of God's love. The abundance of God's love that is presence present with us in our lives, present with us in our sharing, present with us in the resurrection. Part of what is our wealth is believing, believing that we get to be part of this kingdom. Because the very last word here of the parable is, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Rises from the dead, which is different from send Lazarus, you know, from, from the dead. Isn't the same thing as rising from the dead. Once he starts to talk about rising from the dead, now we're making a connection with the one who rises from the dead. Who is that? Just... Thank you, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. We're given, we're given scripture. We're given stories. We're given the one who rises from the dead. We're also given tremendous wealth. If your household income last year was $60,000 or more, you were in the top 8% of world wealth. If your household wealth was 75,000 or more, top 2% of world wealth. We have a tremendous amount of wealth as Americans. We are called not just to give to charity, to buy off our conscience, buy off our conscience, pay, pay off our conscience. But we're really called to say, who's outside the gate? Who's outside of my gate individually? Maybe not literally. Who's the person who's not getting health care? Who's the person who's getting rejected? Who's the person who's getting ignored? Who's the person who's getting talked over? Who's the person who's getting discriminated against? Who's at my gate personally? Who's at our gate as a church? And who's at our gate as a country? And what does it mean to be baptized into the same life, death, and resurrection? that that person is. Because that's what we're called to. That person is our brother and sister. That person is sharing in the gospel. Our calling is to act like it by also sharing in the wealth.
invite you to pray with me. Gracious God, you provide so much abundance in so many ways. Open our hearts. Open our hands. Let all that we have overflow with your love and kindness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please join me with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So let us gather our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of God's good creation. O God, rich in mercy, fill your church with righteousness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Empower the baptized by your spirit to be rich in good works and ready to share. God of grace, Protect the earth and its creatures. Provide water, food, shelter, and favorable habitats, especially for endangered species. Preserve threatened ice caps, glaciers, parks, and beaches. God of grace. Increase justice in nations, local governments, and courtrooms. Guide lawyers and those who hold public office to act with compassion and discernment. God of grace. Give food to the hungry, set the captives free, lift up those who are bowed down, watch over the stranger, tend to those who are ill, especially those whose illness is invisible. Stir us to act in the best interest of our neighbors. God of grace, enliven our praise, inspire music, musicians, artists, poets, and all who create beauty in this place. God of grace, Hear our prayer. Wisdom of ages, guide presiding, presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon-Lysleth of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. Bless our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster and our Savior's Lutheran Church Nome. God of grace, for what else do the people of God pray?
for those with addictions. Enfold the saints who have died in the arms of your loving care. Grant that the holy angels accompany us and bring us to eternal life with them in the light of your presence. God of grace, gathered together in the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, gracious God, we offer these and all our prayers to you through Jesus Christ, our Savior. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Gracious God, in your great love, you richly provide for our needs. Make, a, make of these gifts a banquet of blessings and make us ready to share all in need through Jesus Christ, who sets a table for all. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into the temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together the mission, the mission of, of Resurrection, Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God, who gives life to all things and frees us from despair, bless you with truth and peace. And may the Holy Trinity, one God, guide you always in faith, hope, and love.
days with Christ beside you. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.